Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Hope y'all doing well out there. My name is Sam, Sam Dracula, if you want to be really formal with it. And we have some exciting basketball to talk about. Yo, all right, listen. So the Hornets were undefeated. The streak is over. But for the first time in franchise history, they got off to a 3-0 start. Lovely, lovely stuff. I'm going to talk about those games. Um, the Celtics game included the loss, the only loss in the season at, as of this point. It is Tuesday, by the way. Uh, so tomorrow, the Hornets play the Magic. Hopefully, they'll get back to winning. And then the Heat Friday, just to give you an idea of when I'm recording this. It's also in the evening. So if any news breaks between now and uh, next week, that's why. But listen, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. This, this team is playing well. People are taking notice. And man, guys, guys are taking leaps. They're taking leaps. Uh, Miles Bridges, I'm looking at you. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. My guy, man. We're going to get into everything. Leangelo, we're going to talk about the rest, the swarm, JT Thor, Vernon Carey, um, and just the ups and downs from this early part of the season. Mostly ups, very few downs, which is that's a good ratio. It's a good ratio. Before we get into all that, I want to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V 50. So believe 50, one word, and that's it. And you get you do that, you get your you get your bonus. From basketball to football to baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So let's talk about the swarm first. First action item, Leangelo Ball, right? Due to a procedural error or issue whatever. <laughs> uh, the Hornets signed him and they cut him with plans to assign him to the swarm, right? Something went wrong and he ended up in the draft. It's all good. He ended up with the Hornets anyway, or the swarm specifically anyway, and he'll be reporting for duty in Greensboro, which I am here for. Well, I'm not here for, I'll be there for. I'm very excited to see Leangelo in person when I get the chance. I'm going to make that trip over there at some point, and I'll be reporting back about that experience on YouTube and on this podcast. So stay tuned for that. Just That's for just like a, from a selfish content point of view. But just as a, as a fan of basketball, it's really interesting to see him play. You know, you saw the hype and the energy from the summer league experience, the we want jello chance, right? Whenever he stepped on the floor, the applause, the energy, it came through your TV screen, through the summer league screen, and I want to be in, I want to be there in person for that. So I'm excited for that. Um, joining him, 
news that came out earlier today, uh, Tuesday, the 26th, uh, JT Thor and Vernon Carey sent to Greensboro along with them. JT Thor is not a surprise for me. Uh, we saw very little of him uh, thus far. He's played in two games, um, all garbage time. I don't think he's played a full minute. If he has, like if, if he has it all, it's been a minute. Like he's a, he's played the least out of anybody on the team, JT. And with Vernon, um, it's clear that Nick Richards is the preferred big when they get down to that point of the rotation. And so uh, for Vernon, it makes sense. He gets his minutes. He can continue to develop there while Nick Richards getting some spot time here in Charlotte as of now, right? As of now, I'll talk more about Nick later, but I, I'm not surprised by these moves, these roster moves in the slightest. Uh, Scotty Lewis, Kuboka also assigned to the Greensboro Swarm. Um, Kuboka is another guy. Like as, as much as I'm excited to watch Langel play, I'm also very much excited to watch Kuboka play. That guy was really fun to watch in summer league too. Um, so that the Swarm roster, you know, I'm, I'm it's, it's, it's all right. It's looking all right. It's looking really, really good. Um, so let, let's position or transition is a, is a actually proper word for this. Uh, Miles Bridges, right? Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Congratulations, Miles. Like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I believe Steph is the Western Conference Player of the Week. And so, so to have Steph and Miles in the same sentence is really cool. Really cool. And Miles deserves every bit of it. It's, it's an interesting year. He's betting on himself. He'll be a restricted free agent this offseason. And if he signed a deal and he continued to play, and he, like if he signed a deal two weeks ago, whatever, right? And then start up the season like this and can maintain this, he'd be doing, he would have done himself a disservice by taking that money because he's playing himself into what could be a max contract, which is really good. For him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, for my, like, I, As a fan, I want to see Miles stick around. So I hope the team does whatever they need to do to make sure Miles is happy and taken care of and the cap situation is handled properly and all that. But Miles Bridges is the epitome of what this front office has been trying to do. You know, taking a guy, a lottery pick, and developing him year after year after year. And he's been part of this franchise since Borrego's got here. He's the longest tenure... T- Longest tenured Hornets player, and he's carved himself out a nice role on this team as one of the most impactful and dynamic players. It's it's really great to see a, on a team with Lamelo Hayward, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges is making sure his name is in the brightest of lights. He's a leading scorer right now through the first four games of the year. Like, let's go. Let's go. That's that's what you want to see. And I have no doubt Miles is going to continue to get better year after year after year. So that's why I really, I'm really eager to get that extension for him off the books. Just off the table. Let's get it taken care of. Please play. Please, 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 please pay Miles, you know? Mitch, there's no way you listen to this. I know you, I hope, I hope you're doing everything you can to make sure Bridges stays with this franchise. All right, that, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Congratulations once again to Miles Bridges for earning Eastern Conference Player of the Week. All right. Now, I mentioned at the start, the Hornets got off to a 3-0 start for the first time in franchise history. 
Now, unfortunately, they've lost to the Celtics last night, a game that they could have won. You know, the game went to overtime. There was a botched inbound at the end of the fourth quarter. Hayward and Melo couldn't get on the same page. Uh, the Celtics botched it too, thankfully, which forced the overtime period where the where the Celtics really pulled away. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those guys are built different. You know, the, like, the the Hornets' defensive defensive woes um, still still make an appearance every once in a while. And when you have a next level scorer like Tatum or Brown, you have a tough time in that five minute overtime period, right? Because any one of those guys can get hot, and that's what happened. The Hornets couldn't get it going. There's some some dodgy shot selection by everybody and it was it was pretty clear that that the Celtics were going to win that overtime period um with several minutes left in that overtime period I think the, the momentum was definitely in their favor right but that's one one loss right one negative on the season thus far and there's a lot to be positive about a lot um and this start is so key too because Obviously, yeah, everyone wants to win every game, right? But we saw how tight last season was. And just thinking about this season, getting these wins early, building some positive momentum early, hopefully means that when things get tight, because they will get tight, the Eastern Conference will not be easy. I don't care who you are. Every team is flawed. Every team can make a run. So just looking at the Eastern Conference right now, outside of the Pistons and the Magic, right? I think every team can make a case for a play-in or playoff spot. And hell, like, it's still a long season. So, like, you know, who knows what the Magic could pull off or the Pistons could pull off if everything goes their way. So getting these wins now is so, it's so nice because you know, you know, you listening to this right here knows that it's not going to be easy. So when the team is jockeying for position in the Eastern Conference, we can look back to now, right now, uh, the end of October, the start of the season, and look at like, oh man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we got that win against the Nets because when if we didn't, we'd be just on like that fringes between like the eighth and ninth seed. Nah, nah. This this is hopefully banked equity that can be used later on if things get crazy in the Eastern Conference, which I think they will. So there's that, right? And also, 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 also. They're doing this without Terry Rozier. Think about that. I'm, I'm just going let, to let, let that breathe, all right? Three and one. Terry played one game this season. And they're second in the, in the Eastern Conference right now. Behind the Bulls, who are undefeated. Shots to them. Man, mental. Absolutely mental. And I know I'm positive that if Terry played last night, the Hornets win that game. That's what we're talking about here. The way everyone else is playing it, with, like during Terry's absence is really encouraging and really something special. Like, let, let's talk about Bridges, all right? Bridges. Miles. I think Emmanuel. Yeah, and, Miles Emmanuel Bridges. BasketballReference.com has them projected 15.6 per game, points per game, 7.2 rebounds per game. I think he'll shoot the three just under 38% and 48% from the field. The first game, we scored 13 points. Next game, 30. 
32, and 25. Right? He's, he's doing it in every single one of those games, by the, by the way. He went four of eight in the first game. And then as volume goes up, the percentage maintains. So uh, that Pacers game, he went four of eight from the field. Last night against the Celtics, 11 of 22. He is, he is the epitome of consistency overall with a, I don't, I don't even want to say that. I want, I'm walking that back. I'm walking it back. He is consistent, but he's not flat. Like it's a steady increase. So it's not a steep increase, but it's a steady increase. And I think he can maintain that trajectory. I think the Miles Bridges we're seeing is sustainable. I don't think he's playing out of his mind right now or beyond his depth. I think this Miles is something that we can count on the rest of the season. I'll be shocked, genuinely shocked, if we see this, if we see him dip at all from this. And if he's playing like this while LaMelo's playing the way he's playing, 22.8 per game. Wow, I can't talk. 22.8 points per game, five and a half rebounds per game, 6.8 assists. His projected stats per 36 minutes are crazy, by the way. Let me read these off to you. Uh, LaMelo is projected 20 points per game, seven assists, seven rebounds, two steals. That is crazy. <laughs> like, actually insane, uh, LaMelo's projections this year. But let's not worry about that, okay? On the year, LaMelo is showing that that post-injury Melo, that, those, those, that LaMelo ball we saw for the final 10 games of the year, that guy is gone. He doesn't exist anymore. This is LaMelo ball. What we're seeing right now, this is LaMelo ball we saw before he got hurt. Perfect from the free throw line. Like, come on. This is what we need. This team, with him playing like this, alongside Miles Bridges, is, gonna be, is a problem for everybody else. And then you factor in Hayward. Then you factor in Terry Rozier. Mental. I love the state of the team. I love the core of the team. And the beauty of it is you have guys like Kelly Oubre, Ish Smith, Cody Martin, fellas that are stepping up in a big way. Oubre is getting some is getting a lot of run now with Terry out. He's he's starting in the at the, at the shooting guard spot and he's playing very well. We we know the defense is there. The only issue I have with him is sometimes a shot selection can be frustrating because he's really smooth and dynamic as a as a slasher getting to the rim. And so when he settles for jump shots, it could be a little disheartening. But when you have games like, yeah, like last night, right, against the Celtics, he took 10 threes and made five of them. Love it, right? First game, we went two of nine. Second game, four of seven. Third game, one of five, right? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a rocky road. 20%, 57%, 20%, 50%. It's literally good, bad, good, bad. That's going to stabilize, I assume, as he finds his role. Like, he's not going to be taking that many shots when Terry Rozier's around. Because he played 42 minutes last night, 22 night, the night before, 27, 34 in the first game of the year. It's just one of them things where like, it's going to stabilize. He's new, getting used to everybody. But Ubre, I'm very pleased with overall. And, man, he... He's exciting. He's exciting to watch. And I think he's performing as expected. Guys like Ish Smith are just have complete for me, me personally, Sam here talking. He's blown away my expectations. Absolutely blown him away. I didn't I did not expect him to be this dynamic. Right? That Brooklyn game. 
that that Lamelo saying leave Ish out there, leave Cody out there. Like Lamelo and Miles didn't play a second in that fourth quarter against the Brooklyn Nets. That game was close. That second unit built a lead and maintained that lead. That type of support system, right, from the bench is something that did not exist last year. So this collective is is really powerful. And I, it, ha- it has me confident that I'm going to say when, because it's, it's going to be realistic. Not It's not realistic to say if. Guys are going to get hurt. More guys are going to get hurt. It's just going to happen, right? We're still in a pandemic. Players are going to miss time because of health and safety protocols. It's, it's bound to happen, right? So we need guys to step up when their name is called. We know we can count on Ish. We know, sorry, we know now we can count on Ish. Um, I know now I can count on Ish. Like if we lose Melo for any particular, for any stretch of time, don't want that at all. But, you know, it can happen. Ish Smith seems to be a, the perfect backup point guard for this team at this point. Cody Martin. He was the first guy off the bench in the very first game of the season. And that blew me away. That, that surprised me. He's delivered. He's, he's an incredible role player, right? And he's getting better. So anyone that doubts the player development, the coaching staff, the training staff here in Charlotte, I don't know what you're watching. I don't get it. Cody Martin is proof positive of that. Second round pick, fourth year in the league. And this guy is proven to be an NBA caliber role player on the defensive end. And as a guy, you can trust to hit a shot every once in a while off the bench. You know, he's, he's exhibiting a lot of confidence. That, that, that Nets game, he went two of three from three. You know, Cody Martin has no business taking three three-pointers in a game. But he does when he's feeling it and he's getting the opportunity. He played 32 minutes that game. I love that. Love that. He's making the most of it. That's what it's all about. That's what sports is about, man. Another guy I want to talk about, right? Nick Richards. All right. We didn't see a lot of Nick last year. Only really in garbage time. Vernon Carey seemed to be the preferred option. Uh, Vernon Carey got to start. Over Nick, like Nick played 18 games last year, 3.5 minutes on average against the Boston Celtics. He played 13 and a half minutes, 13 and a half minutes and a good chunk of the fourth. Uh, sorry, a good chunk of that was in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, PJ missed last night's game. I believe he's out uh, for the magic game as well. Uh, with some with knee discomfort, which is unfortunate because I, I PJ's a guy who um, needs some time to really get used to his new role. I think he's got off to a slow start by his by his standards as a bench player. Um, yeah, yeah, PJ's PJ's officially out for Orlando. I guess that could change, but he's out. Terry Rozier's doubtful for the Magic game as well at this point, according to Rod Boone. But uh, going back to Richards, um, with PJ out, Nick is getting some shine. Right. Vernon Carey got sent to the G League watching the summer league um, and preseason. It seemed I thought it seemed pretty clear that Nick Richards was the guy. And when you look at the size difference between him and Vernon Carey, 
and you're talking about, you know, backup centers. I don't think Vernon Carey is the center. And the power forward position is really deep on this team. Nick Richards is seven feet tall. You know, he can block shots, he can get rebounds, he can dunk. And that's all he needs to do as a bench rotation guy. And I think he's, I think he's capable of doing that. When PJ's out, when they call his number, I, I like seeing Richards on the floor. He's kind of, he can be slow to rotate around. You know, as he gains more experience, You'll, you'll learn where to be on the floor at the right, at the right time. But I'm, I'm glad they're trusting him and give him some run, especially because like last year, I talk about all the time how weird last year was for these players from really no offseason. No, you know, you can't like do the things you would normally do in an offseason is what I mean, because of the pandemic, right? They got drafted in November, season started in December. The G League bubble was weird. They didn't get a full rookie experience. A, few, a full developmental plan experience. And so Richards, a, like a, a season later, is kind, of, is kind of getting that chance now to play meaningful minutes in the league as one of the few bigs on their team. <laughs> and so it's, it's really cool. So salute to him. You know, he came on he, like a, in the Celtics game, played 13 minutes, three or four from the floor, made his free throw, three rebounds, and three blocks. Love that. That's it. That's all you need. Dunks, rebounds, and blocks. <laughs> That's it, Nick. That is it. And when Plumlee needs a rest and Peach is not available, I am cool with seeing Nick Richards out there. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of him and see what he can bring. You know, as long as he doesn't get like get too nuts and start hitting, like trying to trying to shoot threes and all that stuff. I don't I don't want to see that out of him. <laughs> Just stay in the paint, to defend the paint grab those rebounds and Nick Richards will make a lot of money in this league for a long time. If he focuses on those three things. All right. So looking ahead, because I'm, I'm not too impressed by the, the Celtics loss, never want to lose a game, but it's a game that the Hornets showed up for. They did not get embarrassed. You know, they started the season off really well and an overtime loss to a good Eastern conference team is nothing to be ashamed about. But just looking forward, the Magic tomorrow night, that is a good game. That's a good rebound game and a half, you know? Hopefully. That would be real embarrassing if they don't. <laughs> if they lose to the Magic, that would be embarrassing, right? That, that, that's a cause for concern. But you got the Magic, then you have the Heat on Friday, the Blazers on Sunday, and then the Cavs. So after that, that Magic game, it gets serious again with the Heat. The Blazers and the Cavs. The Cavs, uh, a team, you know, the Hornets beat already, but I, that team still is a little, a little frightening to me. Sexton always carves up the Hornets, and Evan Mobley is one of the my one of my favorite rookies in the last few years to watch. Like Evan Mobley is, is nice. I like it. I like him a lot. So the Hornets and also the Hornets have trouble with big. So maybe who knows? Who knows what he can get up to? Against, uh, against, against the Hornets. Hopefully by then, Terry's back, right? Uh, we're talking a new month, right? <laughs> Post-Halloween. And I'll be, I'll be hoping for the best. I, I think this team is ready for it. I, the Hornets are sitting at a, at a two seed right now. There's no way, there's no way they, they end the season this way. I still think they're a six seed if everything goes their way. Like if every single, if every, if everything goes their way, the Hornets are a six seed at best. I maintain that. But man, it has me 
That's me second guessing the way they got off to a hot start. And I, I'm here for it. I, wa- I'm, I want to be wrong. I want this team to finish higher <laughs> than the sixth seed. But who knows? We'll find out together. But hey, listen, thank you for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I've been Sam. You've been great. Peace. Perfect. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.